For copyright reasons, the producers of Taking You For Granted would like to state that this podcast is in no way associated with the actor Hugh John Mungo Grant, nor does it endorse his views or represent him in any way. We simply review Mr Grant's films and hope to shine light upon some of the lesser-known classics from his illustrious career. Hugh, if you're listening, we hope you approve. Listen, I did film and television studies at university for three years. I spent hours reading countless books and articles on subjects spanning from film all the way to television. Not a single one mentioned Hugh Grant once. I achieved the hardest qualification across any university or college ever, a 2-1 in history. Let me tell you, the only thing that I learned was that we, as a society, have a history of denying and neglecting Hugh Grant's artistic and cultural relevance, not just in this country, but in the entire world. I met Oscar at a Hugh Grant-themed event I put on at the Student Union. It felt as though Diggory and I were the only ones there. And we agreed that there was a Hugh Grant-shaped hole in academia. We decided to put it right ourselves. We want to show people that he's an icon in acting. We want to show people he's more than just a bumbling posh guy. I'm Diggory Waite. And I'm Oscar Beardmore Gray. And, and this, this is... Taking Hugh for Granted. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Taking Hugh for Granted, the show in which Diggory Waite and Oscar Beardmore Gray watch every single film starring the VIP, celebrity and West End legend that is Hugh Grant and ask the question, is this film taking Hugh for granted? Is this film good on its own or does it rely on the bumbling Brit for it to claim? This week, it's Paddington 2. A big one, Oscar. This is an absolute huge one for the fans of Hugh Grant. I think many people have had their heads turned mm-hmm. by this film in terms of what they think about Hugh Grant. And I'm I'm really looking forward to diving into this one. Yeah, I can't wait. I think more so than any other film we that we've done so far. I mean, we've done films like White Mischief and Lair of the White Worm. When I say those to people, they're people like, what? But the complete opposite happens with with Paddington 2. Everyone kept saying to me, I would tell them about the podcast, and they'd go, have you seen Paddington 2 yet? And I, and I had to say, no, I'm saying it for the podcast. And they'd be like, oh my God, it's amazing. You're going to love it. Um, I've had a, I have a number. I can't believe you never watched it before. Though. Yeah, I know. But I, yeah, same. And I, I, I guess it's passed me by because Paddington 1, in my research I was seeing, Paddington 1 has like, I think it's one of the highest grossing films made in the UK ever at the time that it's released. In 2015, 14 or 15, I think it's the highest grossing film ever made in the UK. So, like, everyone, yeah, exactly. Everyone's seen Paddington 1. And Paddington 2, like, I mean, a number of people said to me, they were like, listen, this is the best film ever made. And I was like, and they were saying it in all seriousness. And I was like, oh my God, okay. Well, if you go on Rotten Tomatoes or Rotten Tomatoes, Mm. whichever way you call it, they would agree with you because did he know? That Paddington 2 is the only film that has 100%, well, has the highest reviews in any film on Rotten mm. Tomatoes. 100% from 237 reviews beating Toy Story 2, I believe. So yeah. if that's an endorsement on the film, I don't know what is. Paddington 2, directed by Paul King and released in 2017. Paddington Bear, voiced by Ben Whishaw, is now happily settled with the Brown family and a popular member of the local community. He picks up a series of odd jobs to buy the perfect present for the 100th birthday of his Aunt Lucy, voiced by Imelda Staunton, 
When the gift is stolen and Paddington framed, it's up to the bear and the browns to unmask the true thief, the devilish and egotistical actor Phoenix Buchanan, played by Hugh Grant. So, Oscar, I mean, Paddington 2, where to start? I guess, as it's taking you for granted, would you start straight away? The first time we see Hugh Grant, Phoenix Buchanan, standing up on stage, opening up the, the I think, the fairground um, yeah. of, I can't remember the name of the lady, some famous acrobat <laughs> or something. God, I've just I I mean, literally watched the film be- this afternoon. That That's beside the point. I mean... Is a brilliant, brilliant first scene just because it is like pure self-deprecation on Hugh's part. He's mm. talking about he's being billed as a once famous actor, uh, someone who apparently does dog commercials now, and that's yeah. it. And I just it's it's clearly a bit of a play on the fact that up until at the moment he's in the zeitgeist, but at mm. that point he wasn't really. So I think mm. it was a kind of a play at him being like, yeah. Here I am. I'm not that big an actor. Not really that big a deal anymore. Yeah, it's a great introduction. I mean, exactly the same thing. He said in an interview that I saw that he, that the producers sent him the script with a note saying, "Well, we're doing the sequel for Paddington Two. It's a big British film. Blah blah blah. We there's a character in there who is a washed up, uh, narcissistic actor, and we thought of you. So here's the, <laughs> here's the script. Oh, doesn't that man live in the big house on the corner? It's Phoenix Buchanan. Dad's celebrity client. Oh. He's one of our Platinum Club members and a very famous actor. <laughs> I used to be. Now then, simmer down, simmer. All right, a little bit more. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm at my worst tonight. I really am. I am tickled the deepest shade of shrimp to have been asked here tonight to open this wonderful old steam fair. But you know... When Madame Kozlova created this thing all those years ago, she most certainly was not thinking of people like me. So, I'm going to ask one of you to come up here and open the fair. Volunteers! Anyone? Meeny, meeny, miny. Bear. Let's have the young bear. Why not? Come, come, young Ursine. It's just the perfect first scene for his character, addressing a group of people who he thinks love him, and he gets to be like joke and laugh, and everyone's and everyone's having a good time, and he gets to talk himself up, and he's the centre of attention. Um, and then Paddington shows him up for what he is. He's like, "Don't you do dog adverts?" And everyone loves it. <laughs> and there's this great moment when when Paddington says that, um, and Hugh Grant sort of looks around awkwardly, at everyone laughing at him. And then he, he sort of laughs along. <laughs> yeah. It's a force out of laugh and he bares his teeth. And it's this mm. kind of moment where you, for the first time, see the real malice of this character. Mm. Which, to be honest, guys, this is like, this is great acting already. <laughs> like, he, he's playing this, this like funny caricaturish, like, you know, silly man who just thinks he's really funny and he's actually not and he's past it. And then this moment, which is, in keeping with that, but also has such menace behind it. That's when I knew. I, I, I was like, right, I am in for a proper Hugh Grant performance here. We are just in such a purple patch. And I know we say it every week that we do a, a, a you know modern Hugh Grant film or a contemporary one. But there is this un- but he's, he's just brilliant. Mm. I mean, there's so much love for him online for this film as well. Like, if mm. you go onto Twitter or whatever and you type in Hugh Grant, which I do pretty much, like, every day (laughs) Um, 
a lot of it is like love Hugh Grant in Paddington 2 which is the main one I mean mm. you get a few Notting Hills a few Love Actually but most of them are like oh my heart just melted watching Hugh Grant in Paddington 2 Doctor Doctor thank goodness you're here what are we looking at here? Female, early 50s. I mean, she was in good health, but... But? Well, we've identified significant trauma in the center and, and left side of her chest. It's, it's very similar to the others. Oh, God. Did she watch Paddington? Paddington too, yeah. yeah. She was watching it, and we think at some point in the third act, we think her heart started to melt. Oh, Jesus. I know. I mean, how long can this go on for? It's okay, Derek. Come on. We've got four other patients. Derek. Just on this ward. Derek. <sighs> It's hard for everyone here. This is insane. I mean, she's stable now, but... That's good. She's stable. Yeah. Something. I know. Look, Derek, if we're going to get through this, we need people like you to... Wait, Derek, what are you doing? I've taken her phone. I'm going to tweet. What? Derek, I'm, I'm what? Tweeting. I'm tweeting. You can't stop me. I'm going to tweet, and I'm going to tell people. Parity too. Derek. Melts my heart. Oh, Derek, give me the phone. Crying face. But going back to the scene with the the, uh, the fairground, I mean, mm. imagine imagine him. This is his first scene, and he's standing on a stage, and he's addressing a bear, which isn't there because obviously yeah. it's like. I mean, can you just imagine that he's like talking down? Because in the film, they they all like talk down at the bear, mm. and like I don't know that. I think that would have just been a hilarious image. I saw somewhere that the different actors prefer different things to act opposite. Um, and I think they had at one point, maybe even a child or or a small, you know, someone of the height that Paddington Bear would be, um, like running around. And Hugh said that it was really off-putting, and he preferred what they had in the end, which was a tennis ball that would be at the eye line <laughs> on a stick. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes, so, yes. I think they mentioned that in the in the Hugh Do- Hugh Grant documentary on BBC mm, the other day. Yeah, of course. It's interesting, actually, that because I don't think I could act it. Well, I can't act anyway, but like... <laughs> Oscar, don't do yourself a, a dis- dis- disservice there, mate. I've seen you act. <laughs> mate, the only the only thing I've ever acted in since since I was about 10, there's a play called The Pillow Man, and I was the pillow. Wait, what kind of... Is that a, what, is that a play that's allowed, that children are allowed to see? No, it's like a dark comedy where yes. everyone kills themselves. Anyway, I, so they'd, they'd drafted all the people into the positions... And um, with about two weeks left to go, they were like, "Oh, we need a we need a guy to play the pillow man." Is it? It's a non-speaking role where you walk around with a pillow on your head and two eye sockets. And I couldn't see a thing when I was on the stage because I've literally got two eyes like like kind of like cut in, and so I can't really see. And I still got the pillow, so I've still got like all the feathers and stuff like that. And I was just terrified about like falling over in my yeah. like two minutes of thing because only on the stage for two minutes. <laughs> Oh so that was my my last my last go at acting. That's I don't amazing. Think I'll, be, I'll be trying it again that that soon, to be honest. Hello, welcome back. Thank you for joining us. It's breaking news time here on the news.com forward slash news. Be sure to join in using the hashtag news. The top news in the news today is prolific actor Oscar Beardmore Gray has announced that he will retire from acting. The actor of such iconic roles like The Pillow in The Pillow Man and... 
announced his retirement earlier today on the Taking Hugh for Granted podcast. Let's take a look back to last year when Oscar hosted his own Oscar award ceremony called the Oscars, in which Oscar won an Oscar for Oscar's performance of The Pillow in The Pillow Man. Fans will remember that Oscar decided to wear the pillow costume he wore for the play to the award ceremony and during his acceptance speech, Oscar chose to speak out about the lack of diversity at the awards. Thank you very much for my award, but when 100% of the people tonight who have been nominated are called Oscar, 100% of the people who won the awards tonight were called Oscar, and 100% of the one person here at the awards is called Oscar, that's not good enough, that's not diversity. Thanks so much again for joining us on this breaking news bulletin from news.com forward slash news. We should get back to Hugh. We should get back to Hugh. We should get back to Hugh. Let's just talk about his array of characters, starting with the man who steals the uh, the book. Mm. Um, mm. He He's just sort of... Uh, I, I think he's meant to... He's dressed as a very unkempt, scruffy, meant to maybe be looking homeless man mm. who yeah. who's running around. And I'm like... 50-something-year-old Hugh Grant won't be running around like that. But anyway, who's running around and then, and keeps yelling, you know, tell, and has this great chasing with Paddington. Um, and I had, I think the voice that he uses for that, because you don't really see the um, thief's face, because obviously I think they're trying to keep the whole, you know, is it Hugh Grant, who is it thing. Um, but mm. the voice is kind of like this accent that kind of is reminiscent of his accent in The Gentleman. I know. I was going to say that we get a little sneak preview mm. here to what he's going to be what he was going to be like in the gentleman it's almost identical actually yeah exactly I mean, maybe that's what he want that's the voice that he puts on when he's trying to play a sort of uh, when he when he when, when like when he sent his cv into the gentleman he was like can do estuary accent <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Paddington check too. this out <laughs> yeah yeah i can steal things i'm a naughty boy in other films as well um but i just thought that was that was great and the and the moment when it cuts back to his attic and he's still doing the voice. But like, that was a good haul, wasn't it? And then he slowly takes off his moustache and takes off mm. his beard and pulls his hat off, takes his fake teeth out. Um, that's a, that is amazing acting because that's a pure monologue, basically, where he's like mm. acting to a room to people. No, there's no one else there. And he, he holds it really well. I, mm. I mean, I'm very, very convinced by his like his villainness. Is that a word, villainous? <laughs> yeah, well, I, maybe villainy. I'm not sure. I villainy, mean, I, villainy. As a as a as a uh, lover of all things literature and playwrights and words, I'm sure Phoenix Buchanan would be able to tell us. But yeah, it's that. Mm. Yeah, when he's when he's walking around his attic, where he has all the mannequins dawned and dressed in the attire of all of his uh, I play heroes, and maybe he people he's played from. So he has Scrooge in there. Who else does he have? He's got uh, Poirot, um, Hamlet, mm. obviously. Um, and he's talking to all them. And like you say, I think you're absolutely right. There's a that is a great piece of acting when, like you say, it's a monologue. It's a in some ways soliloquy. Um, if we're going to put it in Shakespeare terms, <laughs> Hamlet, I'm sure Phoenix would love. And and you're right. He completely holds your attention and is constantly flitting and switching between these different voices and playing these different characters. And I think in a way, that's kind of like it's the Hugh, it's the Renaissance, it's the Renaissance of Hugh Grant sort of bottled in in a single well scene and he does it a little bit later on in the film as well but those two scenes where he's basically like look guys i am not just the hugh grant that you guys know who can basically do a posh bubbling accent and be a romantic comedy lead i am i've got a bit of a range and i know i'm mm. caricaturing it and it's a bit crazy here but come come hire me look i'm ready to have fun <laughs> 
Yeah, he definitely shows some serious versatility here. I mean, I think he puts on a... He switches between like a Russian accent, a French mm. accent, yeah, a Cockney accent. So he's got it all. He's got the whole range there going. Like like you said, he's, you know, he 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 probably he's probably like cut that little scene and sent it off to people being like, yeah, this is me. Come <laughs> come come get me. <laughs> yeah, you need it. And I think that's like you say, that's definitely what Guy Ritchie did with the, with the gentleman. Um, but also, I suppose another character that he plays in this. Um, is the which is great because it sort of ends this bit is it he has him as the dog in the dog advert <laughs> <laughs> and i like to think that the dog the dog outfit was his own and when they said we're going to cast you in paddington he sort of wore that outfit thinking he was going to be the bear and then they were like yeah. no 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 um yeah bought it out from like halloween parties from i don't know yeah. 1980 yeah I just whipped that bad boy out and then I mean, like, oh, Hughes, were, have th- you watched this? I think in, in the Hugh Grant um, documentary, they talked about how him wearing the dog out, um, outfit was a sort of sign that he was really there to have a bit of fun. And he was so mm. willing to put his reputation on the line with this. Because this was quite, like, this whole film, I feel like, was quite risky for his reputation. Like, if he got this wrong and it was a massive flop, people would be mocking him for, you know, dressing up, in all these insane outfits, putting a dog costume on and like playing a bit of a fool. But, you know, mm. actually, I think he gets it absolutely spot on. And, you know, fair fair play to Hugh because here he could have really, um, yeah, he could have got absolutely hounded. Yeah, no pun intended. He could have got absolutely hounded because he literally eats dog food. Like, and the best bit, he takes it. He takes a bite and goes, rough. Dinner is served, master. Thank you, Simpkins. If, like me, your doggy likes to maintain standards, can I recommend Harley's Gourmet Dindins? More taste, more goodness, more, dare one say, class? Mm. Harley's Gourmet Dog Food. Woof. Not to be consumed by humans. It's hard to unpick Hugh Grant in this one because there's so much to draw from, and there's so many different characters to draw from. You can't just you can't just take Phoenix Buchanan as we see him in that first scene. You got to take him from all, all all walks of life, all um, all characters he plays. The nun costume, Hugh Grant himself says, is the best costume he's ever worn. Oscar, <laughs> talk to me. What do you think of him as the nun? Oh, my. I don't think if, I don't think I would ever have guessed that Hugh would have done something like this. If so, if someone had told me, like, before going into watching this, Hugh Grant dresses up as a nun, I would have, mm. I would have laughed at you. I mean, yeah. he, to be fair, he wears it pretty well. He looks, he's a pretty convincing nun. <laughs> well, are you going to tell me the, you're like the security guard who who's, like, a very attractive nun yeah, <laughs> with amazing yeah. eyes? And he yeah. even, like, kind of... He's like, he, like, walks like a nun. Not that mm. I really know what a nun walks like, but... No. You know, he kind of like shuffles no. around like a nun. Yeah, when when he's in formation with the other nuns, it seems like he's completely. That's yeah, exactly right. He's, na- he's a complete natural. Exactly. Duck to water. It's a yeah, it's amazing. Um, and then he he quickly so in yeah in that scene he's part of the nuns and then runs away quickly to go and find one of these clues to where the treasure is, and uh, like you say, perfectly walking in formation, runs off. <laughs> with his long nun outfit flowing behind him um, is pursued by the great I can't remember the name of the actor but he's in Horrible Histories he's a really interesting another British actor just yeah giving a giving chase in a pathetic fashion 
Attention all units, an unusually attractive nun is causing mayhem in the cathedral dome. Activate emergency protocol. Stop that stunning sister. I set off at lightning speed. But by the time we'd locked the place down, she'd vanished into the night. Good evening, my son. Oh, uh, good evening, Your Grace. Good evening. Most beautiful woman I've seen in a long time. Hugh Grant says it's the best he's looked on screen and uh, the best costume he's ever had to wear. I mean, it's laugh out loud funny. That's all I'll say. It really and, is. And, and I, think, I think the nun costume actually is one that lots of people point to when they talk mm-hmm. about this film. If, you know, if they're like talking about Hugh Grant and Paddington 2, they're like, he dresses up as a nun. That is bloody hilarious. Yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, that's all you need. I mean, I think they should have just put that as the tagline of this film. Paddington 2, Hugh Grant wears a nun outfit. Oh, we have another great moment, which I, I just love. And this this shows, again, how Hugh was so happy to take the piss out of himself. Or maybe the set designers were happy to take the piss out of Hugh. Um, he invites Mrs. Brown into his house um, to talk about how the investigation's going. Obviously, he's worried that she might be picking up on the scent of him, uh, picking up on his scent. And the, the scene inside his, his house starts on his mantelpiece, filled with pictures of himself. And not only are they pictures of himself, they're not even pictures of Phoenix Buchanan in the film. They're pictures of Hugh Grant and they're all press shots and like photo <laughs> shoots he did from his early career. And like it that just that level of detail. Because I obviously Oscar, you'll be the same. We've like had to look up so many Hugh Grant. Um I've looked up Hugh Grant on Google Images so many times. And I've come across those same pictures so many times from all of his mm, different press shoots mm. from the early days. And they're all in black and white, and they're all he looks so fit, and it's just so great that they put that in the film. It's such a lovely touch. Do you think do you think they've said to him, um, you know what would be funny is I think we should have um all your photos from your early days on this mantelpiece. And he's gone, Oh, well I actually have I have a lot of them at home. And he's <laughs> and he's just gone and pulled them from his own house and like put them there. Or I don't know whether Instead of being like, Oh, I'll bring to the set, he's like, Well, how about we just shoot the 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 scene from my house my mantelpiece well looks... i mean exactly that could be like you could imagine him living in a in a windsor gardens as it's called in the film mm, mm. um but you know that looked like a kensington or chelsea like place to live exactly um and you can imagine him with a grand piano and a you know winding staircases etc mm. um so you never know I, I, there was also i don't know if you if you noticed it in a slight i think slightly later on in that same scene um there's actually a, a sort of wall it's like a an oil painting of you yes i <laughs> did notice that with a with a few <laughs> eclectic colors a lot, a lot, a lot of yeah, lovely primary yeah. colors i mean you talk about going to ec- going the extra mile i mean photos is one thing but a, a painting is someone is someone being commissioned to paint Hugh Grant? I don't know. Maybe there's some fans out there who do that. I mean, w- maybe we should start our own range. <laughs> maybe we should start our own range. Well, yeah. If they ever have like a, they need a Hugh Grant podcast as an insert of audio for a film. They know exactly where to come. Look over there, Hugh Grant's in a prep. Look over there, he's holding a baguette. Can I just say though that that last scene? I mean. That is an epic last scene. That's like a tw- 20 minute, 25 minute long sort of montage of action packed drama where you feel like Panton's going to get his head knocked off by a tunnel. Hugh Bonneville is doing yoga and coconut oh, throwing. That bit was so brilliant. funny. And, and Hugh Grant is just like kind of 
Hugon walking up and down the top of a train like (laughs) Superman. Pursuing a bear and saying, yeah, and saying a great line, um, which I thought was very fun, where he said, um, uh, exit bear pursued by an actor, uh, which is actually an amusing reversal of one of Shakespeare's most famous stage directions, exit pursued by a bear. So that's very good. It's very Phoenix Buchanan to have done that. Very, very good. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if Hugh came up with that himself. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised either. But I mean, trained, trained Shakespeare actor. Yeah, exactly. But we have um, also one of the one of my big takeaways was um, the other Hugh Hugh Bonneville um, in this film. He and his moment where he's been he's been going through mid eye crisis. He goes to these yoga classes, like you say, and then he's split in between the two trains. You know, when you're like he's trying to like similar when you're trying to ride two horses in a western film. He's riding two trains at the same time, one foot on one, one foot on the other, and his he. Com- does the complete splits and he, what the, the tagline's great it's like open your mind and it will and you can open your legs or something like that and i just thought that is the tagline or motto of every single out there and ready person like girl ever he's like mm. my mind's open and i'm gonna open my legs um <laughs> I mean, that, I think that that little segment there encapsulates why this is such a brilliant film because it because it's got all this action and um, it's fast paced, but but then it sort of breaks it up with these brilliant moments of comedy because that's like mm. in the in the middle of like a high drama scene where you think Paddington is going to get like speared to death by Hugh Grant. And mm. then Hugh Bonneville just brings out the yoga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's it's and it's perfect because. It, you're, you're absolutely right and it just shows that this film I think something that it does so well is that everything is um, c- cyclical or everything is connected so I so good in the same scene later on um, spoiler alert he uh, Hugh Bonneville Mr. Brown ends up throwing one of the coconut shy what do you what, what do you throw at a coconut shy just a just a just a ball a like a hard ball, one tennis yeah. ball uh, yeah, or he, maybe he, a hard ball yeah he throws like some sort of hard ball, like a you know that you'd have in baseball, or cricket, or whatever. Throws it clean, so clean at uh, Hugh Grant, and he hits the deck. Now there's a scene way earlier where he's talking about how he, I guess, in part seduced um, Mrs. Brown back in the day when he had long hair, and he would go to the coconut shy, and he would be amazing at throwing at the coconut shy. And I just thought that was a fun little insert, you know, like kind of like mm. the Family Guy would be like, I remember this, and then they'll have it, and then that's it, and they'll yeah. come back. Yeah. But, Everything in this film, it they sow a seed, and later in the film, you, it will be a full-grown plant, and it will come round full circle. And yeah, brilliant! It it, it great, yeah. great, great writing, great screenplay. Stop me, oh, oh, stop me, stop me if you think that you've heard this one before. Stop. We've heard it before. I, I was I have to say I was nearly in tears at the end when Hugh's been knocked out. He sent the train. He sent Paddington's train or carriage. He's unlocked the carriage and it sends it spiraling off in another direction and it goes over the ravine into the into the river. And you think Paddington's going to drown. Mm. And Mrs. Brown comes down and it's like this very like touching moment where he puts his little claw out. And then and then Knuckles comes oh. and saves the day. But yeah, yes. I was I was I was welling up, mate. Yeah, I, that moment is the it's the moment as well when I think he I think Paddington Bear does it first. They, they're both really trying at the lock, and he's underwater and he's drowning. And then 
he just sort of looks at her, I think, and shakes his head. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, wow. It's just that moment where he shakes. And then she also lets go. And it's like they're both just sort of, they're both letting go. And he's going to mm. he's gonna die. And you're like, oh, my God. But I mean, it's, it's, it's like Daniel Craig and <laughs> Vesper in uh, James Bond, but slightly yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, ever so slightly. Um, uh, yeah, and then, like you said, I'm glad we mentioned Knuckles. Because Knuckles McKinty is... Uh, and uh, Brendan Gleeson's performance and his character, uh, who Paddington Bear meets Brendan in, um, well, meets Knuckles in in the prison, and they form an unlikely friendship. And even though it looks like Knuckles is going to turn his back on Paddington, he doesn't. He comes back to save the day. What an amazing character, and and just what a great payoff, and what a great moment um, at that when when he saves the day at that point. But I just I really thought. Uh, if we're talking about ca- people who are having fun in this film and actors who are having a great time, Brendan Gleeson had surely just the best time ever. Um, mm, yeah. Exactly. As Knuckles. And then such a beautiful ending to the film with Aunt Lucy coming to mm. celebrate her bo- her birthday and they like hug. And then that's the end of the film. And that that's all you want. I think I, I read a little, uh, li- tiny little review. And I think this absolutely sums up the film. And, and Hugh Grant is very much part of this, which is to say Paddington 2 won't, so someone said Paddington 2 won't save the world, sadly, but its existence makes everything just that little bit better and more bearable. Pardon the pun. But that's true. <laughs> the end of the film, you you come out of the film and you're like, that was really nice and yeah. I feel fulfilled and it was funny. It was, again, it was a very British film, which mm. uh, I guess for us was nice. Um, yeah. And yeah, bring on the next one. Yeah, yeah, mate. Bring on the next one. It's just such a shame that it, I doubt that uh, he will be returning. But no. synopsis Simon had returned uh, from getting um, some... Uh, lovely, some yeah, some food for this evening, and he just caught the last. All he needed to catch was the last ten minutes of the film, and then Paddington Bear and his quote, not mum, but whatever, hug, and um, and we were both just there in tears, and it's just a, such a great sweet moment to end on. And literally, I cry at anything. I went to go and see Nineteen Seventeen the other day. That's a war film. Cried the entire way through. Jojo Rabbit, exactly the same. Cried the whole way through the second half. So I cry easily, but this film is a bit of a tearjerker, so you can fully get mm. why. But of course, it isn't quite the ending. No. <laughs> and you know what, Oscar? I almost bloody missed it. I almost missed it. So I, I was doing some research afterwards, and then someone said, oh, yeah, you know, some people miss the end bit. And I said, what end bit? What credits bit? Well, that's, I, what? So I had to go back and watch. And what happened? <laughs> well, Hugh steals the show. And mm. if you were in the cinema watching this, you would be... You, you'd always you'd stay to the very end. I don't know if you're a sort of guy who gets up before no. you, you, you stay. Anyway, yeah. so if you haven't watched the ending, you've got to stay for the credits because Hugh puts on a brilliant performance where he's in the prison. We go back to the prison. They have those pink um, uniforms on because Paddington put a pink sock in the wash. <laughs> and he, he is dancing with like ABBA-like thr- frills on his on his, uh, on his his trousers mm, mm. and like kind of just like prancing with an umbrella <laughs> and it's just like i don't know where they where the hell they came up with that i mean it's the most it's the most amazing thing for so many reasons so it's great so he's sentenced to prison and 
Also, I just want to talk about that because he's sent to prison by the judge who also Paddington has pissed off loads and, uh, in the film. <laughs> um, so he's sent to prison and he goes, you know, you caused the most heinous crime. And then he was like, oh, and then he's like, and, and, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, that's brilliant. He's like, it's been a, you're a stain on acting or something. Like that. He's like, ah, it's ah! like, the, yeah, it's the worst thing that ever could be said to him. And then it's great because he gets it's it's it, it's the perfect ending because Hugh Grant gets what he deserves. He goes to prison for ten years. He's been sent to prison for ten years, but he but he also gets to live out his dream. He literally sings the same song that he sung to Mrs. Brown when he was like, "I've got this one man stage show and I'm gonna do it in front of everyone." He's singing the same song that he shows to her at the time, and he and he says at the end, he was like, "Turns out I just needed a captive audience." And uh, mm. if you'll pardon yeah. the pun, and and then it, and then at the very so end, that that whole that the, the, there's a big sign that sort of comes down, which just says Felix Buchanan on it. Yes, Brilliant. it's great. So yeah, he gets to do his whole musical number. He gets to be the star that he always wanted, even though, and rightfully so, he's been put in prison because not only did, someone that I saw online, not only did he steal the book, but also he did a lot of other stuff. He broke and entered. He threatened death. He literally attempted to kill. Paddington Bear. It's actually quite surprising. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's actually quite surprising that he only gets ten years, the same amount that um, Paddington Bear got. Poor Paddington got. Yeah. Poor Paddington. Poor Paddington. That was so. But he made. He just took. He took it on the chin, mate, and got straight back out there and made everyone friends, yeah. and everyone was having a great time in that prison. What a what a good guy. Taking he for granted. Taking he for granted. Taking he for granted. What did you think, lads? Were they taking he for granted? Well, Oscar, I'm sure I know the answer to this, but are we taking you for granted? We are certainly not taking you for granted in what is probably Hugh's greatest performance to date, perhaps. I mean, for many people, uh, this is the first time they would have seen him not doing what they consider uh, his typical role of being the lead in a rom-com um, and melting everyone's hearts in in. He melts people's hearts in a completely different way through his comedic genius, mm. his quite brilliant and versatile acting. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I, anyone who says to you that they don't like Hugh in this in this film, they, they I mean, give them the give them two fingers because like, <laughs> you know, I, they can't say that. Exactly. I mean, look, I'm yet to find someone. Let me tell. Let me say now. I'm yet to find someone that doesn't like Hugh Grant in this film. I think the greatest praise I can give this film is not only by saying that it's not taking Hugh for granted, but also by saying that Phoenix Buchanan would be proud of Hugh Grant's performance. He would be very proud. He would be so proud. I think, like you say, in the context of Hugh Grant and his career, in light of the actual performance and in light of the film being so good, all those three things together, this means that it probably is Hugh Grant's greatest, greatest film and performance to date. Which is quite an amazing thing to say. This one will go down in the ages, I think. I honestly think that we will be watching this film to, if you, you know, because it's a brilliant, ki- it's a kids' film as well. So, um, for generations, I think we'll be watching this film, and and little kids will be like, "Daddy, who's that guy? The villain guy?" And you're like, "That, my friend, is Hugh Grant." And uh, you can listen to his podcast. I'm actually a platinum member. I'm a platinum club member. <laughs> Unlike Phoenix Buchanan, who is not a platinum club member of the accountancy uh, firm or whatever the hell Mr. Brown is. Well, tell your kids, tell your mum, tell your dad, tell everyone in the family 
to not only watch this film, but listen to Taking Hugh for Granted. Thank you so much for your support, and I can't wait to see you next episode. Yeah, thanks so much for listening, everyone. We, we appreciate your support as ever, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Hello, what are you still doing here listening to the show even after the outro music? I like your style. You're the kind of person that sits through the credits as well in the cinema and just soaks up as much of that content as possible. Well, I rate that and you clearly like, you're taking you for granted, you clearly like your Hugh Grant. So why don't I suggest another one of our episodes to you, White Mischief. Now, you might not have seen the film. That's absolutely fine. We've got Synopsis Simon on the case and we talk you through it. It's 35 minutes of more Hugh Grant goodness. Here's a little sneak preview and a snippet for you here. Okay, just as a precursor to our audience, Hugh Grant literally has about five lines in this entire uh, film. Oscar, I've counted. By my calculation, he has eight lines in the film. <laughs> <laughs> but they all come at the beginning, so they, you're kind of like, oh, Hugh, uh, Hugh Grant's going to be the main act. Yeah, legit. My, It's Hugh Grant. He was, third, he was the 12th name on the billing at the beginning, um, <laughs> and he was on screen for one minute and 27 seconds, by my calculation. <laughs> so if you're looking for a classic Hugh, Hugh Grant film, this is the one to go for because it's wrapped up nice and quick. You get you, <laughs> yeah, you get it, out. Like, it's fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. You literally have to be there for a minute and a half. Doesn't that sound like some great Hugh Grant goodness? Well, you can listen to that episode, White Mischief, and more if you go to whatever feed you're listening to us on. That can be iTunes, that can be Spotify. Search it up, find it, and listen to some more good Hugh Grant fun. All right, see you later, guys.